0: It's Legal Tampering Monday, and if that doesn't sound like the kind of thing that you'd say on a football show, this is actually one of the cooler days on the NFL schedule. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. Good Legal Tampering Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovaciewicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. For anybody who doesn't know, this is something the league put in a couple of years ago. They knew tampering was going on all over creation. They knew everybody was talking to everybody else's pending free agent or their representation or their cousin who wasn't really their representation but could pass on information to the representation. And finally, they just said, we're just going to make it legal for a little while. And then from there, came the bizarre term, legal tampering. It's free agency before free agency. It's you can agree to contracts, you just can't put pen to paper over them, but everyone will know that they've been agreed upon because it benefits everyone, particularly the teams, to get word out that they've been agreed upon because it'll then theoretically quell any further pursuits of that player since it isn't yet officially free agency. Got all that? Okay, cool. Here's the next thing I have to say about this, and it's a lot simpler. Sign Cam Sutton. That's that's my thing today. I am put off at least a little bit that the player, the Steelers themselves, will internally acknowledge is their most pressing priority in free agency is sitting there unsigned. And unlike certain players who, when they go out to the open market, you don't know what they're going to be worth. Case in point there, not to get sidetracked here, but is Terrell Edmonds. Because Terrell, we all thought he was going to get at least some kind of decent money when he went out on the open market. Last year, Kevin Colbert played that one completely correctly. He understood that the safety market was fading. And Terrell basically, and he'll be the one to describe it like this himself, had to come back with his tail between his legs and say, all right, what do you guys want to pay me? And it ended up being a very small deal for one year. Well, this won't happen with Sutton. It has a 0.000% chance of happening with a guy who can play both outside corner and bounce to the inside, play both of them effectively, and generate his fair share of, uh, splash is a little strong, but he'll... He'll make the occasional play out there, and it'll be a big play. This isn't someone that you can let walk. If it was someone you could let walk, it most certainly wouldn't be in the context of not having anybody at either starting corner position. And let's not bring up James Pierre or Akella Witherspoon or anyone like that. They're not in Cam's league. If you lose Cam, you've got to replace him with not one, but two corners. So what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Is this like a game? Is this Omar Khan trying to emulate what Colbert did with TE? Because that's not going to work here. I don't think Sutton will end up with a ton more on the open market than what the current expectations are, but I do think that it might be. Well, look at it this way. All it takes is one. All it takes is one team to lose their minds and grossly overpay, and he's gone. And I'll say it again, now you're left with not one problem, but two really big problems. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career ready relevant skills visit pointpark.edu to learn more what's Sutton worth well as is the case with almost anybody in any defensive backfield the value, the perceived value of that player is greater on the outside than it is on the inside. And in this case, what I'm referring to is the other 31 franchises, fan bases versus you. You see a corner, you see a safety, and all you remember are the times they got burned. You don't remember the times they got covered and the quarterback had to look away and he completely destroyed everything the other team wanted to do. What you do remember is that one time that Josh Allen or somebody else threw over their heads and burned them for a deep play, and that guy stinks. This corner, Cam Sutton, most assuredly does not stink. Uh, He grades very high on multiple rankings, multiple analytics, and he is perceived, and I'm averaging this out based on a number of things that I've read As getting in this class in this free agency class three years and 25 million dollars I'm waiting for you to sit down and I know I know that sounds like a lot because it is a lot but that's also the going rate for a starting corner you know why because they are more valuable than what you think of their last bad play and if the Steelers can get Cam for three years and twenty five million right now right now before there's any drama before there's any one team that loses its brains and takes him away from you you gotta take care of business this isn't the time to get clever or to try to save a million or two here or there you have stated you the Steelers have stated that this is your guy this is the one that you can least afford to lose So, what are you doing? What are you doing? From the time that anybody would be listening to this show right now to noon, there's still time. Get on the phone, get it done. He can't go anywhere. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need help with workers comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at LGKG.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Julie. She says, hey DK, what's your opinion of moving Chooks forward to the left side and maybe Dan Moore to right tackle or left guard. I'm going to take your question, Julie, in the most literal possible way and move all three of these guys, meaning Chukes, Big Dan, and Kevin Dotson. I'm going to move all three of them. And you know what I'm going to have at the end of the day? I'm going to have three guys that are out of position. I'm going to have three guys wasting the full year they just had together in all five of them having played in all 17 games, in all five of them having played almost all of the snaps, and all five of them not having budged at all. Does anyone remember going back to last summer after Mason Cole was signed to bring yet another guy into the equation? how Cole was seen as a center-slash-guard. In fact, in his time with the Vikings, he did play both positions. And we thought maybe he's a swing man, maybe Kendrick Green is still somehow in the mix, God help us, and maybe he was going to be somebody who, if James Daniels didn't work out or Daniels looked like he'd be a better center because he had some center pedigree in his background, that you were going to move this guy or that guy. At some point, and it didn't take long, whether this was Pat Myers' call, whether this went all the way up to Mike Tomlin, I don't know. But they were put, all five of them, in a steady spot and left alone. And when I say left alone, I'm talking about from the first day in Latrobe to the last game of the season. And they got better as a result of it. Um, These are not interchangeable pieces and parts. To make a move, even one of the moves that you described there, you would have to. It's not so much about the wasted thing, Julie. It's not so much that they are like the way I put it initially. Uh, It's not about regrets or, or, wow, we put all that time into this. Because you can still make a smarter move going into the future if you believe it's the right one. But I can't seem to convince people of this. The management and the coaching staff of this football team really believes in the blossoming and evolution of this offensive line that they saw. Does that mean that they won't covet some Super sizzling left tackle, should they be available in the draft? Does that mean that they'd walk away from an OL who would drop even at another position? Even one that appears to be very clearly taken? No, I don't think so. But what I've heard from the Steelers is that they're looking for support at both left tackle and left guard. When I say support, you hear depth. Um, That's not it. I'm suggesting that if you bring in somebody, especially if it's a high pick, you don't get a first round offensive lineman for depth. Okay, What you do is you create depth because that person comes in and hopefully is better than anybody else that you have at those positions and now the people that you do have at those positions slide down the depth chart. Maybe that's Moore, maybe that's Dotson. It won't be any of the other three guys. So to roundabout answer your question. I wouldn't be moving Chooks, and I can assure you, Chooks, if it were up to Chooks, would not be moving Chooks. He's very happy and set at right tackle. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.